invite this morning the kids to come up here. If you are under like 15 even, you can come and join us. I'll try and make it worth your while. I need the kids to come because I want to talk a little bit uh, this morning. You guys can kind of come. I'm going to sit because I'm old. You can stand or sit on the ground because you're young. Make sense? Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Um, I wanted you guys to come and help me because what I want to do is before, before we look at the scripture passage that George read for us today, I want to talk about um, giving gifts. Are you excited about presents this year? Just a little bit. I heard Nora saying before that it might be the thing she's the most excited about. Yeah, me too, actually. I, I love it. Um, but I thought we would talk because sometimes adults are good at giving gifts, and sometimes they're not so good at it. You know, like we, we, sometimes we forget how to do it. And so I want you to help us remember how we give a gift. Okay, so we're going to talk about how this works. So what's the first, if you want to give someone the gift, like what's one of the first things that you need to do? Buy it. That's right. Right? So you have to think about who do you want to get a gift for, right? And then you have to go and find something. Now, let me ask you a couple questions just so that we can, we can get this right. Inside of this present here, I've got a couple of things, and we, I want to talk about whether they would be good gifts, okay? So we'll open this guy up. Let's say that I was going to buy a present for uh, baby Willa, okay? So I thought long and hard about this, and I thought maybe what I would get her is this really good book. It's called Christ, the Sacrament of the Encounter with God by E. Schlegelbach, OP. What do you think? Not so much? What? Oh, that's a good point. She can't read. And potentially, even if she could read, she might find this a little dry. <laughs> may, may, may not be one of my textbooks that I had to read for school. Okay, good point. So, so I'm being funny, but not a very good gift, right? So you can, you can go and get a gift, but if you don't kind of think about who you're getting it for and get them something that they would enjoy, it might kind of go a little missed, right? Now, here's another thought. Let's say I bought something for you, Kenzie. Really special, right? Um, and I'm going to give it to you. It's a special gift, but first I'd like to give you this. And then I'll give you your gift. So you can, you can open it up. It's a bill for $100. So as soon as you pay the bill, I'll give you your gift. <laughs> you and me both, sister. Can you imagine if you sat down around the Christmas tree and before you, your parents gave you your presents, they asked you to pay for them? Yeah, bad, right? Not good. This is not near as fun. Part of the problem being we're so broke that we probably wouldn't be able to get the presents, right? Yeah, these, these are not the way that we give gifts, right? We, we buy things for people, and then, we, and then what's the next thing you do? You buy it, you bring the gift home, then you wrap it, right? How many of you are good at wrapping presents? Are you good at wrapping presents? Okay, next year I'll phone you because um, as Jana knows, I'm very bad at it. Whenever, as hard as I try when I'm done, it looks terrible, James. But that's the next thing that you want to do, right? You want to wrap it up and you want to get it ready. And then sometimes at Christmas, where do you guys, once you get your presents all wrapped, what do you do with it then? Yeah, why do you do that? Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, you do it to drive me crazy. Because you put those presents under the tree, and then for days I have to look at it, and I can't open it yet, right? 
But it's sort of fun because I get to see it every day and get excited about Christmas Day when I finally get to open it. And how many of you like to kind of guess what's inside? Yeah, me too. Yeah, my mom had to tell me when I was a kid I wasn't allowed to shake them anymore because I wanted to pick them up and try and figure it out. But sometimes what's in there could break, right? So she said, I'm not allowed to, wasn't allowed to do that anymore. But you, kind of, you look at it and you get excited. You think, what could it be? But you're pretty sure it won't be a theology textbook. And you're almost sure there won't be a bill, right? It's going to be a free gift. And it's probably going to be something that you really like. Right? And so we get, we get excited about that. So you wrap the present. You set it under the tree. Christmas morning comes. And then what's, what do you do? You, you open it, right? But let's say, let's say this present was one that, Maggie, you bought for your mom. And Christmas morning comes, and you go, what do you need to do with it? You need to give it to her, right? So we need to take the gift, we buy it, we get it all wrapped up. But then there comes this kind of fun moment, right? Where we get to sit down together, and we get to give gifts to each other. It's, right? Yeah, and, and, and eventually we get to open the thing. We're getting there. So, you know, we give it. The passage of Scripture that George read talks about uh, Christmas. It talks about Christ's coming and that Jesus was like a gift to us, that God gave to us, that the Father sent Jesus to us. So it's very similar. It's like a gift that was ready, that he knew we needed, and then he gave it to us. Christ came. He didn't just kind of tell us about it and set it under the tree forever. To kind of stand at a distance and be like, well, that'd be nice, right? The day came, and he was born, and they got to come and, and, and to worship. The, the passage of Scripture, we're going to look some more at this in a minute, but I love what it says in Titus. It says, grace appeared, right? That suddenly there was this gift, and it was like, before that moment, even though those were under the tree, something changes when someone comes and actually says, oh, this one has your name on it and they give it to you, right? It's in a good moment. Even though you've been watching that present, you knew your name was on it forever, when it finally comes and it's time, oh, this is going to be fun, right? And then the final thing, we open it, right? This is a part of gifts that sometimes we don't think too much about because we just get so excited about it. But the, the reality of it is, if I was to give you a gift, all wrapped really nice, had thought about you, I can tell you right now what's inside, it's the best gift ever, and I gave it to you, and then you didn't open it, wouldn't that be strange? Why would that be kind of a bummer? What's, what's, kind of a, what's not so fun about that, if I gave you this and then you didn't open it? You wouldn't know what's inside. And what if what's inside is really great? Right? What if what's inside is like a brand new Lego set? but you'd never open it, then you'd never get to build one, right? So it's really important. This receiving part is actually an important thing. Now, let me ask you one more question, and then I have a little something for you, but let me ask you one more question. How do you receive a gift? Are there things that we should think about this Christmas? And maybe we can remind some of the adults. When you receive a gift and you open it, how should you receive it? What do you think? Yeah. Thank you. Right? That's, that's a really important thing. You know how easy it is to forget that? Especially at Christmas when there's lots of presents. Right? They just start getting opened and suddenly you kind of have all these open presents and you can't even remember who gave you what. Right? So it's important to say thank you. Right? It's important to take a moment and maybe to think about 
who's the gift from? There's always two names on a Christmas present, right? One says Maggie, but then what's the other one say? Who, who's the other, who else's name is on your present? Who it's from, right? And so paying attention to who is this present from really matters, right? And because I get to think about, oh, this one's from Dad. And when I open it up and I see what it was, there's something really special about the fact that Dad bought me this present. Even if the present's the coolest present in the world, it's even more special when we realize, oh, my grandma thought about me when she bought me this, right? And so it's not just about the present, but it's also about who gave it that makes it special. So when we receive presents, we want to take a minute, and this Christmas as you open your presents, so I encourage you to do that, to go slow. You've got all day. In fact, you know Christmas is 12 days long? So, yeah. So if you want to take your time opening your presents, you got all the time in the world, right? But open them slowly, pay attention to who they're from, and then I love it. What Nora said is really important. Remember to say thank you. It's important to do that. All right. So I have just a little something for you guys from me and from us at the church. And it's, it's certainly not like going to change your life. But you can remember who gave it to you because that makes it really special. Uh, you're very, there you go. Good work. Thank you. One for you. And the rest of you kids, who are old, too, you're, you're too old. You didn't want to come up here. I still have one for you too. There might even be some for some of you really big kids uh, sometime. Thank you for helping me, guys. Um, can I pray for you before I let you go back to your seats? God, we just thank you for our kids today, and as we head into Christmas, we pray a special blessing over them and over our kids who couldn't be here today. Lord, that you would be so near to them this Christmas as they eat good food and spend time with family and friends and have parties and open presents. Jesus, I pray that they would, in a very true and real way, by the power of your Spirit, have encounters with Jesus. Know the, know the incredibly good news of Christmas, and I pray that as a church, we would learn from them this Christmas. As we watch them and walk with them, Lord, that it would kindle wonder and awe in us as well. And we pray these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. You can go back and sit with your parents or without your parents. Friends, if you look at Titus chapter 2 today, uh, we're, I've got a, a, sh a shorter message for us today, uh, but one that I, I, I just think is so important for us as we head into the next 12 days of Christmas. Um, like at Easter, we have Lent, and it takes a number of days for us to walk through that. You know, we have these, all these 40 days of Lent that prepare us for Easter. At Christmas, we have Advent, and we lived through this season over the past number of weeks where we lit candles and we prayed together and we worshiped, but we, we spent time, and even a couple weeks ago, talked a lot about what it looked like to make crooked paths straight and just prepare our hearts to receive Jesus in the places where we most need him in our lives. Uh, and I just think that it's important for us as we, we stop here and we go to Titus chapter 2 to look at it for a minute, to before we dig into the word together, to just take a quiet moment in the midst of all the craziness and come present to this moment. As we prepare to celebrate Christmas, to just think about it for a minute. Consider your Advent season. What's been going on over the past couple of weeks? 
you know there's, there's a decent chance that some of what's been going on over the past weeks wasn't just about the craziness of Christmas. In the midst, God was doing things in your life. So some of the things that you've experienced, both in the column of joy and maybe in the column of challenge, God's present and he's been at work this Advent season. And I'm confident in that. And so we just come present to where we are in this moment and recognize that that the Lord is here, that his spirit is with us. And then to take a moment, to take a deep breath, and just to let yourself enter into Christmas. To allow yourself to transition from this advent, this waiting, into a posture of receiving. Because as we look at Titus chapter 2 together today, uh, I love this, I titled this short message today, Grace Has Appeared. I love that phrase. This year when I read that passage, just it jumped out at me. Grace has appeared. And if you, if you go into the text and you look at it, the Greek word there for grace is charis. And that word, that very same word that's often translated grace, can al- also be translated gift. That Sometimes we think about grace and it, it's... We talk about it a lot and we think about it a lot, but one of the ways that can maybe help us understand what we're talking about is this idea that grace and gift are very closely related concepts. And so we talked with the kids about gifts and what it takes to make and get ready a gift, to give a gift, to receive a gift. And a couple of things that I want us to, to pay attention to is that when we talk about grace appearing, and, and look at this passage in Titus, it starts in verse 11 and, and continues on, that It's very clear from the passage that the grace that has appeared is Jesus. So the grace that appeared isn't just a concept. It's just not a kind of a fun holiday season, right? It's not just a reason to deck the halls with boughs of holly, right? the, The grace that has appeared, the text is very clear, it is the person of Jesus. That God who created you has taken on flesh, and come to dwell among us. He came close into this space, and he came, and this coming, Christ coming, taking on flesh and dwelling among us, is a grace. And so some of the things we talked about, we saw how quickly the kids knew that when I, when I pulled out this, this is actually a great book, by the way, but it, it's just... It's just not a great gift for, uh, for, a to- for a toddler. But when I pulled this out, they all looked at me immediately and said, like just, they knew I was kidding. That's how ridiculous it was, right? Because to give a gift that someone can't use or doesn't need, it actually can do the opposite of what you maybe intended in the gift, right? But to know that when God gives good gifts to his kids... And certainly when he sent Christ in the incarnation, he sent a gift that had your name on it. He thought of you. He knew humanity. And when he looked at the need that was in the heart of men and women, he sent his son. It was intentional and it was a sufficient answer to the problem. Humanity needed that grace. When they opened it up, you look at the shepherds come, Mary and Joseph, the innkeeper, the wise men. When people came, Simeon, Anna, and they come and they see this gift, how do their hearts respond? 
worship. They are over the moon. They know that this is what was needed. Right? This grace that has appeared is a gift that we need. And so it comes, and it's as if it had our name on it. But the other good news about this grace is that it doesn't come with a bill. And this is such an interesting thing how quickly Kenzie looked at me like, I'm broke, man. Like, what are you talking about? You know? I, and I love that comment because the reality of it is when we talk about our need for a Savior, the reality of it is you will never have in the bank enough to pay for it. Morally, spiritually, financially, it, it, you will never have enough to pay the bill. That's grace. Christ didn't just come. God didn't just send a gift. He paid for it outright. That when Jesus shows up at Christmas, it's a free gift. It's good, you need it, and there's no bill attached. You ever hear those things or say those things and have this little tweak in the back of your mind that goes, could it be true? I'm going to be honest with you. Even when I preach like that, there's parts of me that go, really? Yeah, this is the good news. That this gift that God came, that he sent, that it was free, and that it had your name on it. Now there's a typical question that gets asked at Christmas, and certainly kind of leading up to Christmas, and it's one I always struggle with. Uh, but people will ask you, what do you want for Christmas? Right? And, and usually it gets asked when you've got all kinds of time to think about it. Right? No, it gets asked in the throes of crazy life and you're ruining your church. Oh, by the way, what did you want for Christmas? It's like, well, I don't know. What kind of budget are we working with? You know, it's, it's weird things that go on in our heads. You know, what I've, what's, what's amazed me is how sometimes at Christmas, the gifts that I kind of remember if I think back over my life, many of them were things that were given to me that I never would have even thought to put on a list. You ever had those gifts? It was like somebody just saw you and they thought of something and they brought it and it was like, it, it just hit the nail on the head, but you kind of sit there a bit dumbfounded going, wow, I'm undone by this. I would have never even thought. Right? Those are sometimes the best gifts. How true is that of Jesus? How true is that of the gift that heaven sent? That there was all kinds of people he came to who weren't just sitting around thinking, you know what would be great? Is if God would come in the flesh and dwell among us. Right? But it, they needed it so badly. And those who could see it, those who could kind of follow through on what the kids helped us realize, they get to the point where it's all wrapped up, it's ready, here's the gift, grace has appeared, and then comes the last part of the gift-giving process. We need to receive it. And for those who received it, they got to experience then the joy of putting the Lego set together. You know, I knew I had James the minute I said Lego. Right? Because I know James. God knows you. And he knows the things that you carry and the spaces of your life where you're desperately in need of someone to come and to do what you can't do. To bring life, to bring forgiveness, to bring wholeness. And the good news of Christmas is grace has appeared. We desperately need the grace of Jesus. 
And so Timothy goes on to describe this grace, and there's three quick things that we'll look at. The grace, this gift, that kind of, what is this? You ever opened that? You ever opened a gift and been like, what is this? Um, do we have any, fan, any Office fans in here who watch Michael Scott in the Office a couple? They have this one gift exchange where they, one of the characters gives to another one a nutcracker, but it's all in different pieces, and he has to put it together till it works. And it's like, it's, the guy is just absolutely perplexed through the whole half hour of the sitcom until he finally gets the thing together and cracks a walnut. Right? There's sort of this thing in which he's like looking at all this going, what is this? Paul says to Titus, let me tell you what this is. Let me, let me spell this gift out. First of all, Christ Jesus brings salvation. And herein lies the crux of why I say you need this gift. I need this gift. Because if we're honest, we stand in need of saving. So Jesus came and he didn't just come to sort of inspire Christmas carols. He came to save that which was utterly and completely lost. And having saved us, Paul goes on to say, this gift of grace, having saved you, will then train you. That Christ comes in your life and he wants to keep coming in your life to shape you and to form you into Christ's likeness. So he wants to train you to renounce ungodliness and he wants to train you to live a godly life. So the good news is that Christ came and his spirit is here. He is with us. That he continues to come into our lives and to train, to shape, and to mold you. But finally, this gift of grace is incredible because he came to save. He keeps coming to shape and to transform our lives. But this, this gift comes with a promise that one day he will come again. And so as we celebrate Christmas together this year, my, my blessing to you as I pray for you uh, and the gift of God to you this Christmas it, it is Christ himself and the invitation to receive. And so if you're with us this morning and you've never received that gift, you've never taken a step to say, God, I want you to be Lord of my life. I want to come close and I, I, want to, I want to witness the good news of Jesus at, at play in my life. And I want to let you come this Christmas. I want to receive that gift. Then I want to bless you even as we continue in our service to let that prayer be known to God. And to maybe come find me or the friend that you came with today and to say to them, can you talk to me more about what it looks like to open this? I, want, I loved what I said to the kids. How do we receive? Some of us are really bad at it, right? And, and that's part of why I asked the kids to tell you. Because this Christmas, maybe adults, you need to work on the receiving. We get kind of into the space where we can give really well. But, you know, we got to learn how to receive. To humble ourselves and to allow others to bless us, to give to us, to recognize the gift that these gifts are, and to receive. And that's, that's the blessing that I want to pray over all of us this Christmas, is that we would have this capacity by the Spirit to receive. To just, over these 12 days of Christmas, just drink deep of the Gospel. And even as we prepare our hearts now to come to the Lord's table, uh, we're going to spend a, a moment just in confession as we prepare our hearts 
just to prepare ourselves to come to the Lord's table. And, and, and as we do, to just prepare to get ready to receive. To think of confession that way today. I just want to get ready, Lord, to tear the wrapping paper off that thing and see what's inside. Right? What do you have for me today, Lord? What do you want to do in my life this Christmas? In particular, maybe you sit here today with some specific areas of your journey, specific relationships in your life, places where you're actually desperate to see Jesus come. And you would sit today and just, just kind of come at it like a child to a present with a, with a wonder to say, when I open, God, what do you want to do? So let's, let's, let's pray together and then I'll give you a moment for confession. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your presence and your love. Thank you that grace has appeared and that grace is sufficient for us. Lord, I pray that by your spirit you would teach us and free us to receive. And to receive with hearts like Nora reminded us today, hearts of thanksgiving. That there would be a gratitude that would rise up in alongside the receiving. That we would come to a fresh understanding, fresh sight uh, of what you've done for us. And so, Lord, uh, towards that, we just take a moment right now to be honest with you, to lay our lives before you, and we make our confessions to you.